Well, I got a word from the Lord. And if you got just a minute for me to, amen, preach a little while. Amen. I was going to preach this very message uh, Sunday night two weeks ago. And y'all shouted me out and I forgot about it. And I was praying last night and the Lord brought it to my mind. Amen. It wouldn't let me change. And so here we are. Amen. 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter and the 19th verse. He said, what? Question mark. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God. And ye are not your own. Amen. Did you not know that you're not your own anymore? (laughs) If you got the Holy Ghost... The Bible said, for ye are bought with a price. Everybody say, bought with a price. Since you've been bought with a price, this is what we have to do. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Your body, oh, hang on, don't get on. No, he said, it's mine. He said, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. We are not our own. We're bought with a price. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, His Price and My Price. What He paid and what I have to pay. Amen. His price and my price. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. Let's ask God to help us right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I want you to speak to your church one more time. Speak to your wonderful people, God. Encourage your people, God. Have mercy upon your people one more time. Anoint your people. Oh, God, we want to be led by your spirit. Uh, Hallelujah, we want to grow in you, God. I don't want to order my own footsteps, but I want you to order them. I want you to talk to me. I want you to walk with me, God. Hallelujah, now in a way of worship, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I'm so glad that... They didn't sing very long, so it's still early. And I got plenty of time to preach after all them long testimonies. Wasn't those wonderful testimonies? Amen. Praise God. I want to preach about his price and my price. I was thinking about, uh, if you can imagine, I want to take you to a, a Thanksgiving meal Wherever your favorite place to gather together with your family is, you think about a Thanksgiving wonderful meal. And I don't, we always have real, real big families, so uh, it was always something like potluck. And you walk in and there's dishes everywhere, uh, every imaginable thing. And, and there's ham, and there's turkey, and there's dressing, and there's macaroni and cheese, and and there's green beans, and there's all kinds of other green stuff, and all kinds of other stuff, and and everything that you can think of is all there somewhere if you just keep digging long enough. 
And I began to think about you loading up your plate with all this stuff, them beautiful mashed potatoes that's got more butter on them than they got potatoes. And, and you just load up and like you, you, you get the thought, this, these plates are so small. You know that thought you think at Thanksgiving and these plates, and you just load it up. Maybe you get two plates, and then you walk past the desserts, and, and you, you grab a whole bunch of stuff like, like German chocolate cake and, you know, like cheesecake and pumpkin rolls and all that stuff that kills people like me. And so you get a little bit of everything and then you go sit down and you begin to think about it. You know, the only thing I brought was the plastic forks. Let me just tell you something. If it's Thanksgiving and they tell you to bring forks, that's your sign. <laughs> if they tell you to bring the ice, amen, praise God. Well, praise God. We're going to have fun tonight in church. You sit down and you got all this wonderful stuff and you begin to think, uh, the price that I paid wasn't very much for all this good stuff. And somebody else paid a tremendous price. And somebody else stayed up all night cooking stuff and I brought the forks. Amen. But you get to enjoy the same blessing whether you brought the forks or the spoons, or the ice. Amen. But it's got to click in your mind the price of what you bring to enjoy what you got. I was praying last night again, and this is what brought this back to my mind. I began to almost see uh, this church and the people in this church, and we were walking down the streets of gold, and Amen. We were heading to a big banquet hall. And when we got there, it was the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we didn't, we weren't the servants there. We got, they pulled the chair out and told us to sit down and pushed us in uh, and took our coats off and laid it on the back of the chair. And, and there was all kinds of things there. And we ate a beautiful meal. And we got up and began to walk down a street of gold. And we seen walls of jasper and Amen. We saw gates of pearl. We began to think about, uh, you know what? I'm not diabetic anymore. I don't feel like, a, amen. I don't feel like my sugar's high right now. And I began to think about a glorified body, uh, amen, that'll never get sick again. A glorified body, uh, amen, that'll never break down again. Uh, a glorified body uh, that'll never shed another tear uh, a glorified body uh, that praises God all day long. I began to think about what a beautiful setting it was. And it's like I was in heaven. I was laying on that pew over there. And the Holy Ghost kind of just took me on a trip. And, I, and you could feel the peace of God like I've never felt in my life. Uh, amen. It was like we were in the throne room and we were... We were walking back and forth and we were praising God and it was just joy unspeakable uh, and full of glory. Uh, it's like nobody was worried about anything. Uh, amen. Everybody was happy. Uh, nobody was stressed out. Uh, amen. It was just a wonderful feeling. 
as I was laying there, I began to think about, you know, I really didn't do much to get here. The price that I paid ain't near as much as Jesus paid. Amen. Can I preach to you a little while? Amen. Can I take your mind down a down a highway where you remember where you were when God found you? Amen. It wasn't. He didn't find some righteous being that he was thinking, my, my, my. Look at how wonderful they are. But a lot of people's story was uh, they needed God with all their heart. Amen. They were messed up in their mind, messed up in their body, messed up in their spirit. Amen. But there was a God with a big hand that just kept reaching down to where they were uh, and kept pulling on their spirit. Uh, When they rejected him, uh, he just kept pulling on them. uh, Amen. And there came a day uh, when the pull became so powerful uh, that you couldn't resist it anymore. uh, And you walked through the doors of an apostolic church uh, and God filled you with the Holy Ghost. uh, And you walked out uh, with joy uh, and love uh, and peace. uh, Man, but can I preach to you what the blessings that you got? Man, the price that you paid ain't near as much as what he paid for you to have those blessings. Hallelujah, I want to realize. Amen, the devil wants people to think it's so hard to live for God. And you're having to give so much and do so much. Let me tell you, that's hogwash. Amen. When we make it to heaven, you're going to realize I did very little. Amen. For what you're going to get, if you make it to heaven, you'll realize, my Lord, you've been good to me, God. Amen. When people do things for you, don't ever, you don't ever chop their head off. So what my daddy told me when I was young, he said, when somebody does something for you, you don't ever forget it. Don't you ever do somebody wrong that's done something for you. Amen. I want to preach a little while what Jesus has done for you. Amen. We sit here and you think, well, we, boy, I feel like shouting, stomping, whatever. Amen. Don't let our mind get mixed up to where we think we're all. Got it all just right. Uh, Let me tell you, we are a mess without God. Uh, And if he ain't pouring mercy into you every day, uh, you can't take another breath. Uh, Amen. We ought to just thank God right now. Uh, Amen. That he didn't give up on us. uh, That he just kept on. Come on, praise him right now. Hallelujah. Man, the price that Jesus paid for you and he paid for me was a very high price. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to get us past the feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry for somebody spirit-filled. 
nobody spirit-filled been baptized in Jesus' name ought to feel sorry for themselves. You're the richest, most blessed, special, royal priesthood. I'm telling you, uh, amen, you need to figure out who you are. You're not the least, uh, you're the greatest. Uh, Amen, when God saw something in you, uh, when nobody else would take a chance on you, God took a chance on you. Well, he took a chance on about 12 people, looks like. I think about 150 or 200 people he took a chance on. Amen. God of heaven paid a very high price for you to have what you have and for you to have the promises that you got. Think about the God of heaven who is a spirit, who is the creator, who said, let there be light and there was light, who, who knelt down and scooped the dust together and formed man. And breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Amen. There's no life without God. Amen. You know what? You ought to run from everything that tries to pull you from God. Because there's no life outside of God. Amen. He is the giver of life. Amen. When I was out in the world, it was just chaos. It was death. It was trouble. Amen. And, and everybody looked at the church and said, boy, it looks like they have dead lives. Boy, I feel sorry for them people in that church. Look at them. Amen. Every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, they're having to go down there. Amen. I don't know. They don't have any time to themselves. What a dead, boring life. Amen. But one day I got the Holy Ghost and I realized I just started living. Amen. I got a brand new life. Uh, Amen. And God filled me. Uh, Amen. You can take this whole world. I said you can take it all. You can take Hollywood. I don't want none of it. Uh, You can take the sports God of this world. Uh, I don't want none of it. Uh, You can... Amen, I want another touch of God. Hallelujah. But I want to preach what he paid. Think about God who is a spirit. The Bible describes him as being everywhere, omnipresent. David said, wherever I go, he's there, up, down, around, whatever, the end of the sea, he's there. Amen, he's described as all-knowing. God knows everything, knows your heart. Knows the words before you say it. Knows why you're saying it. Knows the motive if you're saying it for a motive. Amen. The God that knows everything all powerful can do anything, anywhere, anytime. All he's got to do is speak the word and there's light. Amen. Tell the sea where to stop. Don't go past this. This is your shoreline. Don't. A God that is so powerful and he's sitting there in heaven and he's looking down at fallen man. 
Bible said all the gold is his, all the silver is his. He owns everything in the world. He don't need nothing. He don't need you to fix him. Amen. He don't need you to make him happy. He don't need you to live another day for him. Amen. He don't have to have your abilities. Come on, I'm going to preach a little while. He don't have to have your talents. He gave them to you. Amen. There's nothing he has to have from us. Amen. But he looked down one day and saw a fallen man and he had a plan. The Bible said in the beginning was the word. That's the Greek word logos, which you could say it was the plan. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the plan was God. Amen. You can't separate God from what God wants to do. Amen. And then the Bible said, and that logos became flesh. That word which was God became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. I I don't know. uh, Amen. If he put anybody in this certain position. uh, Amen. That you could go from being spirit to being flesh. Uh, Amen. If you got to pick out what you wanted to look like and how you wanted to be like. uh, Amen. I've heard people talk. Man, I wish I was more uh, uh, charismatic. I wish I was more of a talker. I wish my hair would have been blonde. Amen. I wish my earlobes would have been the connected kind. Everybody, you know, they want something. And to think about what God would have wanted. Amen. When he became a man, he wasn't thinking like you're thinking. I said he wasn't thinking like you and I think. Boy, if I could just get a better hairdo, boy, I would really, I would turn the world upside down with a better hairdo. Or if I just had nicer shoes, and we are always trying to think of things carnal. Amen. But Jesus was not a carnal man. He was God manifest in the flesh. Amen. I come to stand against, amen, history that would say he was some kind of a, uh, rock star, superstar, movie star. Amen. Can I just read the word of God to you? I want to tell you what his price was to help you be saved. I grew up kind of sort of crude maybe, but and so I had a lot of stuff to learn, but I remember any time somebody gave me something, I'd say, well, how much did that cost? My mama, she'd say, do not ask somebody how much somebody cost. And they go, people give gifts and they want to, what, what are you, they doing? What do you do when you, they're trying to find the price thing and they're. <laughs> they don't want nobody to know how much they gave for that may be because of pride. Maybe they shouldn't. Have, they didn't spend enough, <laughs> or maybe they spent too much. I want to tell you how much God paid. I think it'd be real good if 
for us to get a brand new, fresh understanding of the price that he paid for us to sit here free. Ready for the rapture. There's a price that goes with that. Isaiah 53 would describe it like this. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. When God made himself a man, he didn't make himself a pretty boy. Because he didn't want them attracted to the flesh. He wanted them attracted to the spirit of God. Amen. The Bible said he is despised and rejected of men. This is the price. Everybody say this is the price. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. God, does it have to be like that? This is the price that's got to be paid for this to happen. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Amen. We didn't want anything to do with him. We hid from him. But this is the price that he paid. Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our griefs. He carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. The beating that he took on the cross was the price that he paid so you could sit here full of the Holy Ghost feeling the joy of God. Amen. There was a man that was wounded and beaten so we wouldn't have to pay for our own sins. Amen. The Bible said he was bruised for our iniquities. Everybody say this is the price. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Amen. The peace that we're experiencing tonight was because he took the beating for us. How could you not love somebody that would do that for you? And the Bible said, and with his stripes, we are healed. How many in this room have been healed miraculously by the power of God? Look at the hands in this. You know how it happened? Uh, there was a man that took a beating one day. Uh, and not for people that loved him, uh, but for people that didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, he took a beating. Uh, he paid the price. Hallelujah. And we like sheep have gone astray 
We have turned everyone to his own way. You know what? We've all messed up. And the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Old Testament, Jehovah, God of the Old Testament, Yahweh, whatever you want to call it, hath laid on him, on that man, on that flesh of Jesus Christ, laid on him the iniquity of us all. When you got baptized in Jesus' name, it was for the remission, the cancellation of the debt of your sins. And God, the Spirit, put all of your sins on the flesh. You think the cross hurt. You ought to carry the burden of sin. Walk downtown and look at a man that's so bound by sin he don't know what to do. It's a yoke of iron. Think about what one man carrying the sins of the whole world must have felt standing there with nobody wanting to help him. Nobody wanting to love And he's bearing it all for people that esteemed him not. That's the prize. Everybody say that's the prize. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Why did he not open his mouth? Because that was the price he was going to pay. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb or don't say anything, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? He was cut off out of the land of the living. That was the price. Not a guilty man, an innocent man. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. He wasn't a liar. He was a truth teller. Yet it pleased the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, to bruise him, that flesh. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Everybody say this is the price. Not my price. Not your price. This was his price. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many. And made intercession for the transgressors.
Not only is he willing to bear the transgressions, he's making intercession and praying for you while he's bearing the iniquities of people that don't even like him. Talking about a price you cannot imagine. I'm talking about a price that human uh, reasoning, it, it don't even click within us. Amen. His price to purchase you was paid with blood. We like to pay with cash and credit. Amen. If somebody wanted us to work for it, we'd probably complain about it. He paid with his own blood. When it come time to purchase, he didn't reach down and grab gold uh, nuggets or coins out of his pocket. But he paid for it with, everybody say, his blood. Acts 20 and 28 says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Amen. The Bible said it was the church of God which God purchased with his own blood. God, who is a spirit, does not have blood. Flesh and bone. (laughs) You know where blood comes from? It comes from your bone marrow. Amen. The plan was the spirit of God was going to become a man. And that bone and that flesh was going to produce blood and he was going to purchase your salvation with his own blood amen the bible says that the blood is the life there's not anything more valuable on this planet than the blood when they were going to eat animals they said drain the blood because that's where the life is it's precious Amen. And God shed his own blood. I'm trying to preach to you about the price. His price was he gave everything for you. Thank God that's not our price. Thank God he's a better man than I am. He's a better person than we are. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Amen. Everybody say that's his price. The Bible said we were bought with that price. So let me tell you about our price. Because we are bought, the Bible says we are not our own. So therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Can you imagine somebody complaining about the price they got to pay? Somebody bringing forks to the marriage supper. 
complaining about the price of plastic. He said, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know what that means? On the inside and on the outside, you're God's. This is the price you have to be willing to pay. Uh, it's not much. Uh, it's the devil that lies to people and says, tells you the price is too high. My Lord, can you not do it? Man, we can do anything we want to do. Amen. God put them in the garden. There was trees all over the place. There was all kind of fruit. Beautiful things to look at. He said, there's one thing I don't want you to do. Guess what the flesh wants to do? The one thing it ain't supposed to do. Amen. But you got to take your flesh by the nap of the neck and say, hey, this is my price if God said don't do it one two three four seven eight nine ten come on church come on we're, we're, we're going to a city that's valuable hey man we're getting an eternity that you can't put a price tag on don't let little stupid things trip you up and make you mad and cause you to be lost. Come on, just talk to Jesus for a few moments. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. In the name that is above every name, God, let our thinking be right. God, don't let the devil deceive people in this room. Come against it. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, it's not too heavy. said my yoke is easy my burn is but they say light light burden we are to glorify God God should get glory from what's on the inside of you and what is showing on the outside of you Amen, it's time for the church of the living God to get some balance about themselves. I said it's time to get balance. Amen, it shouldn't be one church focuses on the outside and another one don't care about the outside, just talks about the inside. Let me tell you, God owns you inside and outside. Uh, you got to glorify him uh, He's got to get glory out of how you act and what you do and where you go. Come on, y'all going to help me tonight. Uh, hallelujah. This is a, a, a very small price to get what we have. Our inside.
has to glorify God. Amen. And when we act according to what Paul would write about, he classified them as fruits of the Spirit. Amen. You, you have to act like you got the Holy Ghost. Well, maybe I ought to look this way for a while. Hey, it's a little price. I don't think you'd want to swap places with him. Do what he did. Hey, man, I love that this is easy. This is the easiest life. We got to recognize on the inside, we have to glorify God. Amen. If the Holy Ghost is dwelling inside of us, people ought to know it. It, it, it ought to show to people. There's something different about these people. Hey man, I, I, I would love to eat at Texas Roadhouse. I do lately. I will till I get sick of it. And then I'll change. But right now I'm on a Texas Roadhouse kick, chicken fried chicken with cream gravy. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'd rather have that than a flay, I think. Amen. But there's this guy there. He's the manager. He's been there five years. I was eating in that restaurant the day he started work there. And the day he, the week he started work there, I gave him a church card and said, Hey, hey, you ought to come to church with me. And I began to talk to him. And now after five years, that guy, he's the manager of that whole place. And when I walk in, he's going to find what table I'm at. And he just... It ain't manager stuff. He just wants to talk. He just, there's something at that table. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Managers walk by tables and say, is everything good? You got everything? Thank you for coming. Is everything, do you get everything? Thank you for being here. Is that? But there's something about the table where my, me and my wife go sit down and we begin to eat. Uh, he just makes a beeline over there. How y'all doing? Y'all been doing good? Yeah. How's your mama? How's this? How's that? How's work? How's the church? Let me tell you something. When you got the fruits of the Spirit... God wants to use fruit to attract people in this world that there is something different. Uh, not everybody's full of hatred. Uh, not everybody's full of envy. Amen. I'm just going to preach till I run out of time and then we'll go. Praise God. Amen. But I want God to be glorified by what's on the inside. Praise God. Praise God. What kind of revival is going to happen when everybody displays the fruits of the Spirit? 
It's love. Everybody say it's love. It's joy. It's peace. Amen. It's long suffering. That means you, you're not, you don't have a real short fuse. And you got a real long one. When they start getting to the end, you add another one. That's the definition. Think about it like this. How God treats you is what long-suffering is. Uh, when he tries to get you to do right uh, and you back up, uh, he just keeps. That's what it is. Uh, years and years and years and years later, uh, when we ought to know things, uh, but we keep on, he just keeps on too. That's the definition. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Praise God. Gentleness. That means we're not violent. It means people can talk to us without worrying about us choke-slamming them. Glad we got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. gentleness we ain't who we used to be if you still are you need to get back on the altar and pray until it breaks hallelujah goodness faith meekness amen meekness ain't that beautiful that doesn't mean weakness it means meekness <laughs> Big difference. Temperance. Wow, we're just, we're balanced. And a flat tire ain't going to make us kill people. The Bible says these fruits of the Spirit, they said against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, praise God. If the Spirit gave you life, if you walked in and got the Holy Ghost, you got life. So if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in it. He's saying if God gave you life, act like you got life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Look at this. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Tell you what will destroy people. Desiring to be elevated. Desiring promotion. Everybody's got something in them that wants affirmation. I understand that. I'm not an idiot. Amen. But you got to know how to get it. You got to know. If you don't get it from nobody else, you see these things right here. (laughs) 
Praise God. Like everybody up here says, oh, thank God for my pastor. I think I'm a... I was thinking, these people are going to think I told them to say something. <laughs> anyway, but there's a lot of days that I don't hear people saying that. There's a lot of days people saying, why are you doing what you're doing? There's a lot of days my affirmation comes from this altar uh, when I start talking to God and I feel the presence of God pat me on the back uh, and say, Come on, you ain't got to be down in the dumps if you got an altar in your life. Uh, you ain't got to feel like a nobody uh, if you got an altar in your life. Get on it uh, and pray till you feel God. Come on, let's love him right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he said, don't desire vain glory. Don't, don't allow your flesh the desire to be famous or whatever you want to be to destroy you. That's not a fruit of the Spirit. Meekness is a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Who knows, the best singer in this church may be sitting on the pews and we've never even heard them sing. The best musician may be sitting there... You know, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm just stuck. You know who God's going to promote? The one that don't want it, probably. You know who God's going to elevate? The one that can handle it. The meek one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Y'all know where Middle C is? Take this whole world, give me Jesus. Y'all see why I'm not the keyboardist? But think about this. And I, I would never want to embarrass anybody. But my son plays this thing tonight. Never had a lesson in his life. And I'm his dad. Y'all see how I play. Now watch how God does stuff. I got a whole lot to preach. It may take me till 2024 to get finished. And I begin to think about what God could do with people who do not desire vain glory. But they have a genuine, sincere desire to see the kingdom of God move forward. Can you imagine? Y'all been, been to churches all over the world. All over the place. You've seen them because COVID happened. We didn't even believe in video. <laughs> hey, man, I grew up. Video is of the devil. Get that camera out of this church. We, and all of a sudden, COVID, we like changed in 24 hours, I guess. I don't know. But anyway... So we've seen every church on the planet. You know what? I've watched a lot of stuff. And I've seen some really sincere people. And when sincere people worship God and praise God and use their talents, it's like something falls on people. And then I've watched other people that 
we're doing it to whatever, to become famous. And it's like, I got the Holy Ghost. And they're singing. And I don't feel nothing. Praise God. Boy, this is good, ain't it? You know, I, I thought, I, I want everything to be wonderful. I was thinking, I, I, want, I want the best of, of the best. But I'm telling you, I was laying down. And the Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago. I, I think I said it in preaching. It was like the Lord said, I've already perfected praise. And I thought. You know what? Have we just become like the perfect one? Is this all right? Oh, but God, get us all under a burden to see your kingdom go forward. What a, what a small price. Amen. I wonder if anybody would be willing to just give God your talents. I wonder if God could trust you. Do you, do you know what that book said? Where's that book at? That's a wild Are you trustworthy to transport God's money? Well, that's a book right there. But I want to say, uh, are you trustworthy to transport God's talents? I would like to know, are you trustworthy to transport God's anointing? Could God anoint you? And you still have the fruit of the Spirit. Could God pour it out upon you? And you still be an humble person? Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. I can tell you who God's going to use is the one that will. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's 845 and I'm just getting started. Just getting started. God wants to be glorified inside of you. What's your innermost being? And he wants to be glorified on the outside. Your body belongs to God. Well, hallelujah. Your body belongs to God. Matthew 5 and 28, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. That's on the inside. Then the Bible said, And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. And cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Praise God. He said, If your right hand offend thee, cut it off. Well, it just seems extreme, doesn't it? Like, 
seems really out there. But when you think about eternity, when you think about a lake of fire that people will never get out of, I'd rather go with no hands. The Bible said it would be better or it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Amen. What we do, amen, God's watching. How we cover ourselves. God is watching. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel Jesus helping me out right now. I think he's helping me out because he done paid the big price. And I'm just talking about the little price. I've always been amazed that the first clothing designers were humans. It was the first business ever created by humanity was a clothing designing store. It's called Adam and Eve's clothing store. But God didn't like their clothing store because they used fig leaves. And you can see through fig leaves. So God quickly figured out he's much better of a clothing designer than humanity is. When you start thinking you've got it figured out better than God does, you're in a bad place. The Bible said he took coats of skins and he put it around the man and the woman. See, the outward adornment didn't matter if there was no sin in the garden anyway. But when sin came, a sin nature came. Because there was a sin nature, then things started mattering. Amen. When it doesn't matter to you how you affect other people's sin nature, you need to get right with God. Amen. The, the, the coat was a word called a tunic is what it was. You can look it up, study it when you get home. You study what a tunic is. It was a long, how you like this, flowy, Meaning not tight. Garment. Amen. The tunic was always long-sleeved. And the tunic was always below the knee. The Bible said the uncover the thigh is nakedness. That's the reason they got tunics in the first place. Was because of the nakedness. Amen. Then the Bible would go on to tell us that the men could take their tunic and they could wrap it up through their belt, making it into breeches. But the women were not allowed to do that. Let me tell you, God is the clothing designer of my life. Amen. If you think you've got a better way, you can deal with him in judgment. But I will not have any blood upon my hands. And I'm going to tell you uh, that you have to cover yourself. Uh, amen. If you want to be pleasing to God, this ain't man's rule. 
This is God's rule. Man clothed himself. God didn't like it. Go to Jerusalem today. The Orthodox Jews, it's still below the elbow. And it's below the knee. I just went through the airport with uh, some Jewish people when I was coming back from Brazil. The, the family, they had their little whatever caps on. I don't know what they're for. But anyway, and, and the lady was wearing a skirt all the way down to her shoes. I was trying to figure it out at first, and I seen her hat, and I thought, these are Jewish people. There's places in Israel right now you cannot go to because they still believe God is the clothing designer. If you ain't, well, praise God. You walk in acting like the average American beach bum, you won't get to eat at the restaurants where the Jewish people are. Amen. They believe in... Boy, I feel... People think, well, I just, I don't want to look like that. Let me tell you how what that price is. Could I take you back to a street of gold? What you're going to feel like sitting at the marriage supper of the Lamb and think that's all I had to do was change a few little things in my life? I'm going to tell you it's the attitude that the price is too heavy is what gets people in trouble. I've had a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people walk away from God because they thought the price was just too much. My, my statement to that would be, you don't know what you're buying. When you get an understanding of what you're buying, when you get a, a visual of eternity, you'll think it'd be worth it for me to keep my mouth shut. It'd be worth it for me to be kind to people. It'd be worth it for me to dress holy. It'd be worth it for me to come out from among them and be separate like the Lord said and touch not the unclean. It's going to be worth it all, my friend. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Not enough time to preach here. I was in the old building. The Lord dealt with me one day about preaching a message. And I got this, I got this white rope. And on the end of it, I made a, put a little blue piece of tape. I wrapped it around the end of that rope. And that rope was about 200 foot long, I think. And I showed the people that piece of blue tape. And I said, this is your life. Maybe it was a piece of red tape. It was a piece of tape. 50, leave me alone. Praise God. I think it was red tape. But it was this long. And I was preaching. And I said, this is your life. This little piece on this row. And then I began to unravel the rest of the rope. People were taking the rope, going all the way around the basement, back up and down the aisles, and 
I said, this is eternity. You got this much space. What you do in this little thing will mean all that. You think there's a price too heavy in that little thing to get all that? I want to go to heaven so bad. I want this church to go to heaven. I'm telling you, there is a little price that's got to be paid. This is how we do it. I wish I had another message, but it's the same message. Every day of your life, you're going to have to find somewhere to pray until it's not your will but it's God's will. Because if you don't allow God's will to take control of your mind, your mind will be a thousand miles. You'll think you don't even need God's house. You'll think, you'll think you don't even need a pastor. You know, that is a degenerate mind that has not allowed God to regenerate it. Amen. I'm telling you, in this little space of time, is there anything that would be too pricey for eternity? Is there any temptation? Is there any... Oh, Lord, help me, God. Vice. Is there any relationship it would be so important that you couldn't do what God wanted you to do in that little space. I'm telling you, he paid an enormous price. And there's very little we have to do. Really just submit to him. Give it to God. I'm, I'm just, lift your hands to the Lord. I'm going to. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shalom Okola Masa. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. Come on. Come on. Come on, why don't you pray like you've never prayed? Won't you tell the devil he's a liar? 